So at that race I was at last weekend, John, in mm-hmm. Grand Forks, you've heard of walking tacos or taco in a bag, sure. right? Yep, yep, sure. These fucking rednecks put it in a bucket. It's a bucket the size of a sweet Martha's pail. Yeah. And it's called taco in a fucking pail. <laughs> every every single person in the place in, in the uh, grandstands was way fatter than me. Every single one of them. Joe, I need an eco fund. <laughs> and they're fucking shoveling it into their face. Hey, we're on the Kenny, you know, we're oh, the Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Joe, well, I wish I wouldn't have said any of that. <laughs> Just eco. And you're the one who said. Hey, turn on. <laughs> See, I told you every time. That happens every time. <laughs> Joe didn't hear that. No, he doesn't need to hear it. <laughs> I'm just imagining them wearing it like they're a horse, you know, like a... I couldn't believe it the first time somebody started, you know, stomping up the stairs, and I'm, what's in the bucket? And it's just all taco slop. (laughs) Do they use forks? Is it like a taco salad? Yeah, and then they just start shoveling it into their face. (laughs) That's a big hit at the uh, town ballparks, or the taco in a bag. Yeah. So is it taco in a bag or walking taco? Well, either or, I think. I don't. What do we call it? Because oh, there's they, a big argument. You'll get the Dorito bag. Big argument. And then, you know, yeah. you slop in the meat and the cheese and all that. You ever yeah. had a walking taco, Joe? I know. No? You want one? Uh, Suchi boy, <laughs> you know about the history of our new public uh, safety commissioner, right? Todrick Barnett. As a judge. He stayed the five-year prison term of a self-admitted gang member. Two days later, the guy shot two people. Is this in today's paper? This Oh, you're not going to find it in the paper. It's on uh, Alpha. Oh. But it's written by Crime Watch. Mm-hmm. And we know how they have an agenda. <clears throat> and I think the mayor actually chastised him a few years ago, too, for something. Mm. Something on Twitter. I don't know. Well... The whole position is unnecessary. They're, they don't need that person. And he's got, of course, he has Mary Moriarty's endorsement. Oh, good. And then he's obviously destroyed <laughs> ideologically. He was Brad both Maloney. a both a prosecutor and a defender a def- before uh, becoming a judge. Uh. Chris, uh, I'm going to have to go get that story. Okay. I think that's a good story. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, oh, headphones off. Back to watching racing. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, I'm talking really fast, and here they're coming down the back chutes. <laughs> He's St. Laverne. It's a wide turn for 99.
All right, John, you ready? Or Mr. Deedle sent out a riddle. Mr. Deedle. William's third or uh, Leland's third grade teacher. Yeah. Hey, families, at the end of our school day, I have a riddle for the students. They want me to share with you, see if you can solve it. They made me promise not to share the answer because they want to share it with you. All right. There's an empty room. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Then five kids walk into the room. Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple still remains in the basket. How can this be? Oh, no. Ugh. This is ball and bat. It is. Inside the room. No, it's an empty room. He's coming in. He's coming in. He's going to solve it. Say it again. There's five apples in the basket. Straight from Jordan Public Schools third grade teacher, Mr. Deedle. There's an empty room. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Then five kids walk into the room. Each kid grabs an apple, takes an apple, excuse me. Yet one apple still remains in the basket. How can this be? Hmm. I'm out. You coming in here, Sooch? Yeah. Okay. The kid takes the basket and the apple. What the hell are you talking about? Why would he take the basket? Well, the apple's still in there, see, so he's got an apple and a basket. Start the shoulders. No. Way. Hey, start the shoulders. Way. Okay. And then, <laughs> okay. Tell me oh, he's confident. Oh, Joe's he's got the confident. answer. Oh, wow. wow. All right, all right. Swagger. No, I, I got to hear the question again. Yes. Okay, let's wait. Let's then, wait. you know what? I'm ready. Well, let's, all right. let's, I'm let's excited. Get, all right. <laughs> Mr. Deedle's going to get some major pub here on today's award-nominated broadcast. Well, let's go here. Are you ready? Yeah. Rolling. Well, what was the question? Don't you want to do Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores? No, not necessarily. Well, we got to get the open. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores <laughs> brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1151, September 14th, 2023. 98 degrees during that hot spell back in 1939. And uh, as recently as 1996, we experienced a 33 degree day. Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, I don't like to be on TV. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common well, sense. What is the deal? You're I'll man. fix it. Joe Sushi. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, you want to get right to it. I want to hear what you guys were saying so, when I was in the other room. I get an email every day from my youngest son's third grade teacher, Mr. Deedle. Why? It's just the only parents. Never mind that. All right. uh, Mr. Deedle, by the way, is awesome. He's the uh, uh, my son's third grade teacher. Here's the deal. Is his name Wendell? Greg. Wendell Deedle? No, Wendell Greg. Deedle. Great guy. Hello, families. At the end of our school day, I have a riddle for our students. They wanted me to share it with you to see if you could solve it. They made me promise not to share the answer in this email because they want to share it with you. The students spent some time discussing Can their answers. Can you just give us the riddle Here's without Deedle's comments? There's, okay, ready? <laughs> There's an empty room. Empty room. Yes, sir. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Right. 
Then five kids walk into the room. Right. Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How can this be? Because a kid that took the last apple didn't take it out of the basket. He just stayed in the room with it. That's what I said. Stays no, in the basket. He's got no, the basket and the, the apple. That's the right. first sentence is, there is an empty room. Meaning, yeah, one kid comes in and, and stays there. No, 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 no. There's an empty room. Meaning yeah, but no then five kids he, come he in to get the, an apple. He takes the basket with him, the basket and the apple, the last kid. The last kid is a rotten little thief, and the i got to believe... The last his, kid hangs onto the basket and the apple and right, stays he, in the room. And exactly. The last kid's name, his last name, is Reavers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kid definitely would have done that. Well, wait a minute, though. Each kid. Wait, do you have the answer? No, because he's... Because Mr. Deedle didn't give it to you No, because the students want to come home and share it with the parents. Oh, tune in... Tune in tomorrow Boy, when we. That is, huh? I'm, I'm not on tomorrow. Will you guys call me? Let I'm me know. I'm going to have to call John. <laughs> we might Wait, have so to go answer? to the, Our the council. My answer is the last one of those one... five kids stays in the room with the apple. Yeah, the last the other kid four must the... leave. Well, the but last that, kid gets the basket and the apple. doesn't matter where he goes. He can go out of the room. But that doesn't make sense, it though. Doesn't. I'm with Kenny. That doesn't make sense. One I apple don't... remains in the room? No, that wasn't part of the riddle. Yeah, no. one apple... Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple right. still remains in the basket. Yeah, because the kid stayed in the room with it. Or, or he doesn't have to stay in the room. He just takes the basket with one apple in it. No, because you have to leave the, the room. No, there's nothing about leaving the room. <laughs> yeah, the, the room. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really enter See, into it. Each kid has an apple. Each kid hey, has apple. an apple. Hey, oh. apple. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, is there any way you can call? Is this William? This is uh, Leland, my eight year old. Leland, give him a call. Well, he's, well, in, he's class. in school. Well, call moron. the office then. Call the office well, and the have office him come to talk the phone. to my kid. <laughs> Yeah, we've, uh, we've got I an emergency. Math, but we have an crisis <laughs> on the this Deedle guy on the line. Well, he's teaching right now. What's he teaching? Riddles? No, third grade. That's wait. So that's you know, a bunch of things hit me right before the show started. And then we got so. Uh, and then you threw this in there. Uh, <laughs> for example, sorry. Uh, Alpha News is reporting that the uh, Jacob Fry's pick. For the new commissioner of community safety, uh, a position I maintain that the city doesn't need, but they can't help themselves, is this fellow uh, named Todd Todrick Todrick Barnett, a chief judge, fourth district, fourth judicial district, Hennepin County chief judge Todrick Barnett, to become the new community safety. Director, he replaces Cedric the Entertainer. And he must be approved by a Minneapolis City Council vote later this month. Uh, now, this is a position that they don't need because it's just one more bureaucrat in the way of efficiency. Uh, this fellow oversees 911, fire, emergency management, and neighborhood safety and was notably paying Cedric Alexander 300 grand a year. That's the highest staff salary in the city. So Congratulations. Now maybe, now maybe this <laughs> Judge Todrick Barnett will also receive that amount. Uh, Fry said Monday that the commissioner job description has been substantially revised 
during the search for a new commissioner based on feedback from community, faith, philanthropic, school, and business leaders, as well as uh, city council and state levels and others. So all within a year, you brought Cedric Alexander to town. Mm-hmm. He splits after a year. But we've had all this time for the feedback from everyone who wants to tell the city how this job should be handled. Well, this is from Alpha News. And what we learn is that uh, prior to being elected chief judge in 2020, Barnett was a prosecutor and a public defender. Uh, As a chief judge, he oversaw 63 judges in the district. And we also learned that uh, he let up. He uh, stayed the he stayed the five year priv- prison sentence of admitted gang member Bobby Floyd Miller, and then two days later, Miller allegedly shot two people. I think we also learn in this story that he's uh, uh, Mary Moriality is a fan of his. Yes, uh, we learned that uh, Barnett was mentioned by the Washington Post in 2021. Following the Minneapolis record $27 million wrongful death settlement to the family of George Floyd, uh, the Washington Post claimed that an unnamed official within the city said the city consulted with Hennepin County Chief District Judge Todrick Barnett, who told the city it could proceed with the settlement while the Chauvin trial proceedings were ongoing. Uh, notably, Mary Moriality was quoted in the Washington Post article, which was prior to her election as Hennepin County attorney, and stated that if she had been Chauvin's attorney, she would request a mistrial over the payout taking hmm. place during the trial. Oh, then maybe so she isn't she a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Crime Watch Minneapolis has tracked some criminal cases involving Barnett as judge and noted that in May of this year, Barnett stayed the five-year prison term of a self-admitted gang member, Bobby Floyd Miller, 34, in a downward dispositional departure after Miller pled guilty to being a felon in possession of a firearm. The case involved a June 2022 incident in which shots were fired at Nicollet Towers in downtown Minneapolis. Police arrived and immediately encountered Miller, who attempted to flee. When he was apprehended, a handgun was found in Miller's pocket. Miller is prohibited from possessing firearms due to a prior felony conviction on third-degree assault just three months prior. Two days after Barnett stayed Miller's prison sentence, Miller allegedly shot two people on May 19 of just this year. Again, at Nicola Towers, witnesses identified Miller to police as the shooter, Miller was located several days later on May 26 and was arrested. Miller has remained in custody since his arrest and is charged in the new case with second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon and being a felon in possession of a firearm. He has a jury trial scheduled next month. Uh, why in the hell would you name this guy? He's uh, That's the million-dollar question. That's, yeah, that's the... <laughs> Well, he's obviously a Mysterian who doesn't believe in harsh consequences for criminals. Which goes along with Mary's um, take. Which was an unusual take for Mary, wasn't it? 
I think Mary was arguing that why are you a right? Maybe Mary thought maybe you'll get a lot more money if you wait till the trial's over. No, no I think we're talking about two different things here, Joe. She does endorse him. Okay, that I that I'm not seeing here. Um, Hennepin County Attorney Mary uh, issued a brief online statement in support of the nomination. Here's the quote. Judge Barnett has a deep knowledge of the legal system. He has demonstrated a clear commitment to community engagement and will be a strong leader for the city of Minneapolis. I have known him a long time and look forward to continuing to partner with him in his new role. Along with Chief O'Hara and others, there's much work to do to build on recent progress on violence prevention and making our community safer. Along the same lines, Joe, I have a sidebar item about a rapist that was set free or by the Hennepin County um, Attorney's Office. By Mary? Yeah. Wow. Well, not by her personally. She's not mentioned. But her office mm-hmm. decided not to pursue the most strictest of charges to this guy. You know who should be listening intently? Shivathi. Yes. Seth Anandan. A DFL vice chair, brutally carjacked, and then suddenly started saying everything a GLer would say. Will she change her mind? Do you see, Shivani, what's happening? You even had elevated to this made-up position of uh, public safety commissioner a judge now who has uh, stayed the five-year prison term of a self-admitted gang member who allegedly then went and shot up some more people two days later. The problem, Shivanti, and all the rest of you DFL ideologues, is that you are all wrestling with the idea that uh, crime uh, uh, is the result of people being oppressed rather than expecting people to do right and wrong. You've all spent your lives making these people so less than that you don't know what to do now. You don't know how to... You don't know how to have expectations. Uh, in fact, that leads me to a new track of thought. That's a good point, Joe. You don't know how to have <laughs> expectations because you've never had expectations. You've looked at Western civilization. You frowned on it. You frowned on it so so vehemently that you have no expectations for it. You have no expectations for the behavior of people. You're fully accepting of poor behavior, and you're willing to write that off as something else. It is not something else. It's criminal behavior. But you are attempting to undo that. And Minneapolis is just uh, mired in a cluster bleep of too much bureaucracy, all of whom are brought on board with the same belief that we can prevent violence. No, you can't. These are poorly raised people. That that horse left the barn 50 years ago, and you can't do a damn thing about it. And rather than start over and realize that crime is crime, you just keep piling on mistake after mistake after mistake. And now you're bringing in this guy, Todrick Barrett, uh, but just based on the one thing, staying the five-year sentence of a gang member, what the hell can you expect of him? And what is he going to? Pos- what influence can he possibly have in that sea of bureaucracy? Where no, if 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 fifteen people are in charge, nobody's, nobody's in charge. That's everything, the problem. Everything you've said, um, I, I just have to read portions of this piece 
from today's Star Tribune um, Metro section headline, Man Avoids Prison in Sexual Assault. He was 16 when he began abusing a nine-year-old girl. Here's the first paragraph. Over the objections of the victim's family, a 22-year-old Robbinsdale man was spared prison and instead ordered to serve six months in custody after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting a girl seven years younger than him when they were minors. Devin James Hulton received the sentence following his conviction in Hennepin County District Court. Okay, jumping ahead, sources say that the administration in the county attorney's office intervened and decided no prison time was appropriate. Here's where it gets really curious. Prosecutor Rihanna Erton didn't agree with the decision and asked to explain it to the victim's family, but then that request was denied by the administration. She then asked to be taken off the case because she didn't want to argue for no prison time. Wow. 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 Okay, here's another way to look at this. I wonder why Minneapolis has so many problems. Here's another way to look at this. Because I'm really trying to be civil here. I'm, I'm trying to be... It's tough. I'm trying to be calm. This is all wonderful if this is the way you think. But I refuse to believe... No. What we're being asked to believe is that a majority of Minneapolis citizens apparently think this is the way to go. Be soft on crime, don't imprison people, defund police, have a very soft prosecuting attorney who can, uh, who will let people go and not hold them accountable. That must be agreeable. That must be agreeable to the people of Minneapolis. I, I think the people of Minneapolis voted for what these principles were at election time. But I think a lot of people are having their eyes open to what these consequences are, are, are thus becoming. Don't you, well, don't you guys think that Well, Seth Anandan. I hope so. I've been practicing her name because we're not going to let go of her in Garage Logic. We're, we're anxiously awaiting to see what she might do, if she might reach her radical ideologues, her brothers and sisters in the great fight to bring about equity. Uh, Her eyes have been opened, but will it be enough to convert her back to reality? We don't know that. We don't know that. But all I can say is the people in charge so overwhelmingly have their way and bring on board to add to their unmanageable bureaucracy so many like-minded people that they feel, apparently, terribly confident that this is what the people of Minneapolis want. Either that or they don't care what the people of Minneapolis want, and they're going to tell the the people of Minneapolis what they should want. That's it. Bingo. That's it. Yep. And that's great until you're clubbed over the head, if not shot, by a carjacker. And then it's Trump's fault. Or your nine-year-old daughter is raped. My God, that's six months? Is that what you said, Kenny? Six months? Yeah. Yep. No. Interestingly enough, do you know who first appointed Barnett to Hennepin County Judicial Branch? I don't. Tim Pawlenty. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So then after that, 
you're going to have to help me out. I'm pretty dumb when it comes to this. It, that's was would he be up for election or is that just a permanent position since he was appointed? It's How does that work? Right, it's it is permanent until it, it's at the whatever of the mayor at the uh, behest. Behest. Thank you. So voters had no choice in that matter. Are, are you talking about the judgeship or are you talking about the he, Yeah, the judgeship. Oh, the, the judgeship. judgeship. No, he was just appointed by the governor, by Governor Pelosi. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Wow. And, and speaking of that, more questions. Savanthi, her position, how did she earn that? And my thought is, well, maybe she could just be removed if she's not going to follow, you know, company policy. Well, that's here. one of the questions we're fascinated by. What? How will the DFL treat her now? Yeah, and who who has the power to remove her? And how did she get that position? The big shots in the party? Or well, I would the party think. would yeah. get in the back room and smoke cigars and say, yeah. we're either going to have her continue with us or we're going to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Like they did with that Republican uh, whack job. Yeah, Jennifer Carnahan. Thank you. Who apparently her downfall was being in cahoots, however, allegedly, with uh, the junior Epstein we had here. Tony, yeah. what's his name? Tony, Tony Lazaro. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Have you seen the weather forecast? I sure have, Joe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm, it's a beauty. It's a yep. beauty for bike riding. I, I saw a guy yesterday on Summit Avenue driving an electric bike, and it was just incredible. He damn near was going along with the traffic. Really? And he wasn't pedaling. I, I, I almost wanted to stop him and say, did you get that at EcoFund? EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville is the electric bike capital of the world. Yamaha, Bentelli, Scootstar electric bikes, all the gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. I guess they can be country errands, too, but they're scooters. I'm not recommending that people ever take them on a main road, but they do turn the urban errands into adventures. Youth uh, recreational equipment, youth ATVs, golf carts, side-by-sides, Really, really great motorcycles, snowblowers. I'm telling you, anything for the outdoors involving fun, and snowblowing is fun in Garage Logic, is available at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35 on Highway 97, and down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Check out the website at EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's really cool. Had the itchy trigger finger. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's fine. Oh, hey, uh, check Twitter, Chris. Yes, sir. We have an answer from a listener about the riddle. Yes. What's the answer? Hold on. We're going to save that magic for the year. Because <laughs> I actually got a couple emails, too. Well, it did come up. I don't know how to do that. It's from Donna. I see it. This is great. Uh, Ken, outside of Schoons today, I just need a MGLS. Good. We can have a short show. Hey, I just noticed we're missing somebody. Matthew is not here today. Have you seen the... Uh, I know is everything it's- Okay. Yeah, I think uh, he, he told just us had yesterday. a high travel day. Oh. Know, the airport was going to be an S show. Okay. What were you going to say, Joe? Well, there's it's on Twitter, so I'm 
It's I, true then. I, I reserve my. I just Did it come from uh, a Nazi then. Well, wow, Colonel Robert Manis. <laughs> the Pentagon that was we said a plane attacked the Pentagon. There's parking lot footage of that day. Oh God, Joe, don't. It doesn't show a plane hitting the Pentagon. Yes, it does. Shows a missile hitting the Pentagon. Uh, okay. Oh. So they are, you know, it's a third bullet. There we go. A third yeah. bullet. I don't buy any of this. I'm just telling you what. Right, nine eleven was a f was full of a lot. And of And that, that missile uh, that came from Virginia, right? It's, and it's got a stars and stripes on the side of the missile. Yeah. <laughs> and how about all that money that went missing? Uh, I don't know anything about on that. September tenth. I, I don't know anything about that. <sighs> you ready? Yes. For what? <clears throat> okay, well, For what? <laughs> This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. It's a GLer's headquarters for all things. Well, it's right there in the title, Lock and Safe related. And, oh, what the heck, let's throw keys in there, too. Rich, the owner, the proprietor, he's one of us, a longtime GLer. He's been kicking it for 30 years in Maple Grove with full residential, commercial, and auto services for all your lock and safe security needs. To Rich... Part of being a GLer means repairing what you got before replacing it with something new. I think it fits. I, I haven't asked the mayor, but I think that fits in with the last drop theory. I think so. So uh, if you got something that's broken, lock, key, safe, whatever, bring it in for a free estimate on getting it repaired. And if repair isn't the answer, Rich is going to be more than happy to help you get it set up with something new. Um, you know, maybe it's just something as small as a lock or something as big as a vault door or safe. Maybe you need a small gun safe that'll fit right in the nightstand or a large safe to hold all your gold bullion. Rich and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, always the answer. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Joe, two yes. town council members have weighed in Yes. via the uh, Apple debate. Five apples in a room. Five apples in a room. Empty, empty room. Empty room. It sounds like a Sinatra song, doesn't it, John? <laughs> Five, Five apples. apples. Um, first is from Donna. She says, hey, GL Podcast, my guest. First line of the riddle says the room was empty. So one of the kids brought their basket filled with apples in and out of the room and let their four friends take an apple. I'll delete it if I'm right so others can guess. And then Hans also. Isn't that basically what I said? I don't, um, so. I don't think so. But Hans is a, I don't know if this is semantics. Hans is a sharp guy. But he this said, might be it. he said, if the, is the room empty if there's a basket in it? Uh, he's not that sharp. Is <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, Hans, <laughs> are you start early, starting early today, Hans? Is there a, uh, did you find one, Kenny, an answer? Uh, no, I had Donna's. That's um, and nobody's contacted me on my private line either. I'm kind of surprised about that. Give me that. the riddle again. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back to my email. Let me go back to my email. Read the riddle again. You know what? Huh. There is an empty room. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Keep in mind, only is all caps. There is only one basket with five apples in it. Then five kids walk into the room. Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple still remains in the basket. How can this be? 
See, you know, I I don't know why I didn't think of this before. I just went online and looked. Yeah. So, did the I, answer. so did I. So did I. But but I, I was right. So there you was go. Was I right, Jack? We were both right. Yes, basically. Wonderful. Well, what, what's the answer? The Somebody stays apples? in the room with the basket. No, He's got no, an apple. No, the no, room has no, nothing no, to do no, with no. it. What is it's no. just the fifth apple stays in the basket, and the fifth kid has the basket. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Hey, apple. And the apple. Hey, apple. <laughs> That's that little creep, Leland Reavers, who took took the basket and the apple. So he's going home with an apple and a basket. And he's got a basket. Yeah. And the other kids have apples. (laughs) Well, we got to the bottom of that one. All right, I got to go then. We'll see you guys Monday. (laughs) (laughs) What if that isn't Mr. Deedle's answer? Oh, then what? Yeah. Tune in tomorrow. Yeah. I'll see. You know what, gang? We can distill our mystery simply. You're either a GLer or you're not. That's right. It it really boils down it's to It's like that. winning the lottery. And a GLer is just a an American who still believes in the basics and is somewhat puzzled by what's happening. Especially you get Closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Do you realize that the mayor of Chicago? <laughs> What's our guy up to now? His name is Brandon Johnson, and he is officially a, a complete moron. <laughs> and he wants to uh, he wants to have the city run a municipally owned grocery store. <laughs> Oh. Because that would address food inequity. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Food deserts. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason, uh, uh, Brandon, uh, that many of the grocery stores have closed in areas where you sense there's not food equity is because of the violence those stores had to endure. Yeah. The theft, the robberies, the beatings. Right. But you're a moron. And you think a government-run grocery store would be the answer? We're here to help. Here we come to save the day. Uh, Joe, really, it's uh, filling <clears throat> filling in the gaps uh, for the market and, you know, making sure that people have access to all the goods and resources that they need to survive and thrive. Well, their set of morons uh, <laughs> in Chicago, they also are responsible for this complete breakdown in tradition and civility. Uh, can you imagine 50, 60, 70 years ago, all the mon grocery stores that survived healthily in areas in Chicago now where they wouldn't dare open? Oh, hell, just go back five, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, the, the, it is not hyperbole to say that the left ruins everything it touches. In the past five years, on the south side of Chicago, the closings include Whole Foods, two Targets, three Walmarts. Three Walmarts. Three. But a city-owned grocery store. That'll change it. That's different. Well, that would restore a, a viable access to healthy food in areas that have suffered historic and systemic disinvestment. That there is no historic and systemic disinvestment, you idiots. It's disinvestment because people can't make money if they're constantly being held up. 
that's that's what you're dealing with. Oh. Can you imagine what the meat aisle looks like in the city-owned <laughs> store? You think there's rats walking up and down it the aisles? It would make those dollar store steaks rookie butt look yeah. like a Murray's butter knife yeah. steak. Yeah. <laughs> We've got 20-year-old wieners right here. Step right up. They're green. <laughs> uh, it's a long story. But at least Chicago is, you know, Flush with cash. I mean, they've got so much money. No, they're overwhelmed with debt. Oh, is that right? Just like the entire state is. They're just overwhelmed with debt. Can I I throw something at you? Sure. Uh, Chicago's leading the way here, and it's happening in other markets. But obviously, the, the Democratic rule has caused these problems, and they don't try to prevent it because they want to do exactly what Chicago is doing. They want to control every aspect of voters' lives, including what they eat and when. And I think this is just, now this is just my outrageous, radical talk radio position. We're not on talk radio. Uh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Um, this is just another step towards communism and soup lines and potato lines and you know, here's a used pair of socks beat it you know that type of I mean, thing kids have to go into an empty classroom just to get an apple <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the kids stole the basket and right. a lousy basket you can't even eat a right, basket right <laughs> there's only one left well tell me i'm wrong you're not i'm not going to tell you're you not. you're wrong i can link it to school resource officers oh boy oh boy The absence of school resource officers is the direct result of an ideological legislature that carries its soft on crime theme into the schools, believing that disruptive children are merely uh, acting out due to the oppression of Western society and patriarchal males. And therefore, anything the kid does should be excused and no cop should ever dare lay a hand on a kid because, well, let me read you something. Joel, regarding the requested special session to address laws impacting school resource officers, I am very familiar with the goings-on at schools in one particular city, a city in which I retired as a police officer. The SRO in that city, who I directly supervised for quite some time, dealt with utter chaos, and frequently, most especially at two different alternative learning center programs, ALC, encountering young people who were entirely out of control, having sometimes done thousands of dollars of damage to school property, smashing computers and the like. That was reasonably commonplace. Staff in such programs and buildings often were cut and bruised from assaultive behavior on the part of students. The most serious of the two ALC programs had paraprofessional staff whose sole function was to contain the out-of-control. Unfortunately, they were only allowed to use approved, largely ineffective holds and strategies which I am certain regressive education professionals and politicians found to meet some sort of equity scale. Our officer would be thrust into such chaos often simply because he was the only person allowed to take an action that could stop the behavior. 
while the particular SRO I'm thinking of had the patience of Job and just based on his service in that role should be eligible for sainthood, he frequently had to take students to the ground and hold them there in order to stop assaultive, self-injurious, and damaging behaviors. While not part of the specific discussion, he also noticed behavior of the kids who he had to forcibly restrain tended to improve their behavior, not just that day, but ongoing. Ah. Apparently having a better appreciation of what would be accepted and what would not be accepted. Based on the current law, I'm confident in saying he would refuse to continue serving in the role, though I suggest he was made for it. He has since retired, leaving earlier than otherwise planned, as have many peace officers. In my supervisory role, I would absolutely recommend discontinuing the SRO function until the law is addressed. And as my departed mother might have said, I do not trust our attorney general or governor's assurances any further than I can throw either of them. And this is a fellow who is uh, retired from a metropolitan police department who does not want his name mentioned. And, uh, but I don't doubt a word he said. Do you know it's, it's come to this? It's come to this. The officers outside of school are not school resource officers. Right. So theoretically, a school resource officer could witness today, God forbid, two kids attempting to kill each other in the hallway. He'd say, would you guys uh, pause just a moment? I got to call a cop to come and break this up. And they might say to him, well, you are a cop. No, I'm a school resource officer. I can't really do much. Why don't you guys just quit trying to kill each other? I'm going to call a policeman. Can you hang on a minute? Can you hang on? Can you hang on? Can you interrupt this for just a moment? Uh, And then he gets on his shoulder microphone and says, yeah, I need uh, help here in uh, uh, school ABC. I got two fighters in the hallway, and I can't really do much about it. Then you'd have to hope they didn't kill each other before a cop arrived who was not bound by this legislative language. Not to be that guy, but is that true that SROs are not police officers? Oh, they're police officers, but once inside the school, they're bound by this new legislative law, oh, which, I see they what you're hold in, sorry. which they okay. hold in suspicion. I misunderstood yeah. what you they said. They don't trust our current breed of attorney general and governor and okay. these radical ideologues in the legislature, all of whom would throw a cop under the bus before anyone else. Right. They're all devoted, remember, <clears throat> to being anti-police, no matter what they say now. Their background is anti-copper. So now a cop, this is, that's not far-fetched. A cop might have to, a, a school resource cop might have to call an outside cop to come in. That's a very real possibility. In the, in the schools where there are still school, resor- school resource officers present, although there, there are few now. There, there are few schools with school resource officers in them because they don't know what the hell they can do. 
Do we know what percentage of, of the public I, schools? I don't know. I had the list yesterday. It's outrageous. Um, Quite a few schools no, think, do not currently have SROs. I might have found it on Channel 11's website, but it's extensive. I mean, it is long, Chris. And uh, what's the date on this story? September 13th. What was that, Tuesday? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday uh, law enforcement officers are yet asking yet again, please have a special session. But the Speaker of the House doesn't, Melissa Hortman, she doesn't think that's necessary. We are really, really governed by some people who just don't have the whole picture in mind. Well, they're, they're, beta, they're beta wallflowers. Mm-hmm. They have no business being in charge. They're trying to create a, a beta society. And it's not working. These young kids fighting, both male and female, are alpha kids going at each other. And they're approaching the problem from a beta mindset. And we're, we're long past the astonishment of their having to be SROs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're long past that. Right. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out. I can't take care of it. Sorry. What? I, start, I started to look for the story that Kenny mentioned at Care Levin's website. 30 oh, law enforcement it, agencies and growing have pulled SROs out of schools. As of September 8th, and I believe we've had a couple more pullouts since then, uh, 40% of schools were without SROs, 60% with. So it's probably 50, maybe it's 50 now. Yeah, and and we've had a couple go since then too. Should we be debating? I mean, we're obviously taking the side of it's okay to pull out. Shouldn't we even be debating that? Maybe these uh, police departments, are they making the wrong decision? Are they doing right by pulling out? I understand why they're doing it. You don't have to explain that to me. But should they just stay there anyway, just for the safety of the kids? Well, you know what I'm saying. I, it's not this. I have Go two ahead. answers. Two oh, answers. All right. Uh, one: How else can they get the law changed unless they stay out? And okay. two. And two: What the the measures they can take now? To interrupt a fight are so nebulous and ambiguous that that's the point of their confusion. If I grab this kid around his chest, that's forbidden, by the way, based on my reading, they don't know what is allowed. So could they stop violence? Maybe their presence would, but... Once the kids learn what they can get away that's with, that's what I was exactly going to just say. What the hell say. difference does it make if they're there? These or not? kids aren't stupid. They realize the situation that they're in, and they will absolutely take advantage of it. Oh, and by the way, I, I believe it was we yesterday. We are led by the wrong people. Wasn't it announced that Woodbury said they're also? I believe so. Be, yep. So that's Eastridge and Woodbury High School, two of the largest high schools in the state. And I would say this, uh, what else these ideologues have attempted to to sully the reputations of police officers, they have said, oh, they just want to get back in school to, to choke kids. No, I, I, I don't, well, A, no, obviously I don't believe that. And B, no. just listen to the <clears throat> note we had from the retired copper in the metro area. The, the guy he knows of and supervised was a saint. The, the guy he knows and supervised had the patience of Job. There's a Job or Job. 
I think it's Job. It's Job. I've I've come up with an answer to my own question. The reason the police departments have pulled their school resource officers out is because they know these officers are alpha males and they will put their career aside and jump in there and stop this fight and save these kids from hurting each other despite the damage that they might be doing to their own future. And That's that, why they pulled them out. And that damage would be the risk of being sued by the Attorney <clears throat> General or the state of Minnesota. Because as we know, cops, and now of course I'm thinking 9-11, cops and firefighters, they rush in when everybody's rushing out. It's an uncontrollable urge to get in there and help. And that is the reason I believe these police departments have pulled their officers out. The failed academy. Because I don't know a cop so that wouldn't ways. get. I don't know a cop that wouldn't get involved, Joe. Well, neither do I. No. I I don't think I'm being naive when I say I don't think the cops want to go in there and choke people. I no, mean, of course I, not. They no. don't. That that's but but that's what you're hearing from the ideologues who you people have elected to the legislature. You know, and they equate a cop, like, say, maybe laying on top of a suspect or the aggressor to get him under control and calm down. They equate that with choking. And it's simply, it's not. And you're hearing that from uh, the people Walls has appointed, the uh, that Havier guy, for example, who's has some role with the schools. His name escaped Javier. Me. Javier, whatever his last name was. What a moron. But he'll suffer no consequences no. for his foul speaking. No. God, we're in trouble. It's just a bad, bad way to run a state. It's just a really bad way to run a state. And if people don't come to their senses, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And our state isn't the only state that's being run like this. Illinois, California. Oregon. Washington, Oregon, the District of Columbia, New York. It's uh, it's time for a break. It's time <laughs> for water. Yeah. You see, I brought my pink water bottle yeah. today. Yeah. Hofferman Water, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the best in the business. And you know what? Uh, I actually started out as a customer years ago. And then so when Jim came to uh, give me my free water analysis, he said, are you the dum-dum on GL? And I said, what? Yes, I am. <laughs> and that's how the relationship started, just like that. So I have been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years, and I'm so glad that I decided to make the switch. And you will be, too. Trust me. Once you get that new system from Connecticut, your showers are better, so is your laundry, and, of course, your drinking water. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today, 952-894-4040. Just have them come out and test your water and see what they find. 952-894-4040. You can also visit their website at HoffermanWater.com. You go on that website, you can see everything. A new water softener, maybe an iron rust and odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. It's all there for you. HoffermanWater.com. They've been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Yes, sorry. Um, it, let's lead John's news with that. Got her at the ready. I'll ask for it. Okay. I haven't heard it 
yet, and you guys haven't heard it. Oh, you didn't listen to it? I didn't. Is it fun? What? Is it fun to listen it's, to? It's okay. Yeah. What are you guys, what are you guys it's the about? call. It's the family, right? Yes. Uh, the family of a uh, the family deprived of a charging station uh, because the energy secretary was on her oh, tour, and they right. and, gotcha. and her people blocked <laughs> the free chart the open charging station with a gas powered car. And here comes you know Mon Pa Kettle with the kids leaning out the window. <laughs> they got to charge up their piece of shit electric car, and uh, finally they have to call nine one one. And we're going to play the nine one one call. Got um, it. John, for today's yes, uh, sir. newscast, I don't need you to break. Oh, you can okay. just do your whole newscast. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll be wrapping her up about one twenty today. How come editors across the country don't see this story and just run with it front page? Because unfortunately, they've become uh, acting in concert with this movement. Uh, it's just a shame. Uh, no, I, I mean, how do they not see the boondoggle that that trip was and the boondoggle that electric vehicles are and use this story as proof that electric... How come editors aren't going, my God, we've got to run this. This is wonderful. This is a great story. Uh, probably because the editors drive electric cars. <laughs> but uh, they, could, you know what? They could even spin it to the left's advantage by saying we need to double down right. on getting more charging well, that's stations. How it's being, that was how the NPR story was spun. Uh, it was a long story about Jennifer Granholm's trip, and the upshot of it was the, the, <laughs> okay, the, the okay. technology is way beyond. we got to hurry up here. We're okay. not enough charges. All right. Okay. So I am thinking like oh, yeah. a lefty yeah, editorial. You are. <laughs> okay, good. You passed good. that test. <laughs> good, good. That was actually, I think, the headline, wasn't it, when I yeah. saw the story yeah. yesterday? Yeah, here we go. Major sticking point to buying an electric vehicle yes. black and public chargers is we the just, headline of the story. Not the not 10-year-olds dying in mines to build the, the damn batteries. It's, we don't have enough, us privileged people, or, we don't have enough chargers. Or the way I would put it, uh, electric vehicles are a GD boondoggle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I need a minute here. This isn't working for All some reason. Option one. Why? 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 What, 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 why? All right, I think I'm good here. Just, the wheel of thought just took a second. Um, Jesus, you did okay? you tell Joe about the text uh, circle we were on earlier today, Chris? <laughs> I did not. Maybe we should we should bring that up during the news. You know what? That's a good idea. We'll read it word for word. Joe, you ready? Yeah. No ad. We're just going to go right to Here Johnny. we go. Oh. John, first, we're going to play some. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You'll recall earlier in the week, we had the story of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's grand tour uh, in an electric vehicle uh, to get from, what was it? Memphis to Charleston or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it took four days because she had to stop and not only charge the vehicle, but proselytize about how great these are. And she came to a, or her advanced people would get ahead of her and, and make sure the charging stations were clear. And they got to a town in Georgia. North Carolina to Tennessee. North Carolina said? to Tennessee, yeah. wherever they were going. And it was all, uh, it was all a stage nonsense. And, uh, they got to a charging station somewhere in Georgia, 
and there was only one charging station available, and they knew Jennifer Granholm was, was just down the road a piece, running out of juice, and she'd need to charge <laughs> that baby up. So, and along comes a fan, you know, Bert and Mary Smith with their kids hanging out the window and the dog barking, and they're in, they're in their electric vehicle, and they go for uh, the one vacant charging station in this uh, in this whistle stop, wherever they were, and uh, they Jennifer Granholm's people quickly blocked it. Not with an EV, but with a gas-powered car spewing. <laughs> so here comes Ben and Mary, and they're 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 they're, they're needles on E. They got to get some juice, and they can't. They aren't allowed to use this charging station because royalty is on the way. That's right. The energy <laughs> the energy secretary is just down the highway, and we need to hold this for her. And ultimately, what that family did is make a 911 call to the cops, and here it is. Columbia County 911. Hi, I'm calling because I'm in the Grovetown Walmart at the charging station. And there's literally a non-electric car that is taking up the space who says they're holding the space for somebody else. And it's holding up a whole bunch of people who need to charge their cars. All right, you're at the Walmart on Center Way. Um, the one in Grovetown that, that has an RV in front. Okay. Can you hear me? I see. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. It's like it's left. Yeah. Are they Hello? still there? They're still here, but once one spot opened up, which is like not them, but there's other people who are waiting to charge, and they're still here, and they're not an electric car, and the sign says that it has to, you can't, you can't park here unless you're charging. What kind of car is it? It's a Corolla. It's black. Do you, see a, do you see a tag number? <laughs> um, I can get it, but they said that their person's going to be here in two minutes that they're holding the spot for. So maybe well, well, now I'm charging, so I don't even care anymore, but yeah. Okay, I've got a deputy on the way. Can you see the tag number? Oh, uh, they just got here. Go take a picture of the Corolla tag. You know what that is? Welcome to your bleeping future. <laughs> oh, dear God, you're right. <laughs> Isn't that something? <clears throat> because this meaningless, I say meaningless because the Department of Energy has never produced any energy. This meaningless energy head, Jennifer Granholm, is pretending to be on this tour, and the, her 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 advance people are scurrying hey, ahead of her. Get up there! Hurrying to, to free up the a charger. The one by the Arby's. So this fraud can charge your car. God help us. Honest to God, that's your glimpse of your future right there. It sure, is. not mine. I ain't buying one. Oh, oh no, you, you don't have, have any choice. choice. <laughs> I mean, I got a kid Jinx, with no apples, a Coke, and now I'm going to have an EV. Right, but I don't yeah. want. Yeah. Here's John Hyde and his news bureau. Thank you, Joe. The St. Paul City Council moving forward with changes to its proposed smoking ban. The ordinance was introduced last month after a new law legalizing recreational marijuana in Minnesota took effect. The original proposal called for a ban on smoking tobacco, hemp, and cannabis products in all city-controlled public places. Councilmember Chris Tolbert introduced an amendment yesterday that limits the smoking ban to city parks and within 25 feet of entrances, exits, windows, and ventilation intakes of public places and places of employment within the city. It also allows business owners and the director of Parks and Rec Department to create designated smoking areas. Tolbert said, I think it's okay that we make smoking inconvenient, 
We know the devastating effects of secondhand smoke, and we know the devastating effects of firsthand smoke. Council members approved the changes, plus an amendment from Council Member Mitra Jalali to alter the penalty for a violation of the ordinance. The original proposal, the original proposal called for a petty misdemeanor. Well, under Jalali's amendment, violations would first be enforced through education. Well, you have equity, John. And requesting voluntary compliance. So please don't smoke here is what they'd say, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, Council member Jane Prince was the single vote opposing the penalty reduction. She said at the present time, we don't have administrative citations. So I think it's premature to put that in an ordinance. Administrative uh, citations cannot be issued unless the city chargers change to allow it, according to multiple council members. You got weed? Smoke it where you got it. (laughs) You ain't going to suffer any consequences. A massive fire damaged the building that formerly housed the Hastings Creamery during the overnight hours last night into this morning. Large flames could be seen shooting into the sky from the roof, and crews were at the scene for several hours. Smoke billowed over much of the neighborhood starting at around 10.30 last night. The city of Hastings says it sent an alert via Everbridge to remain indoors because of the heavy smoke. However, multiple air samples have been taken and were clear of any harmful chemicals. The building, located on Highway 61, pretty much right in the middle of Hastings, if you've ever driven through there. A cruise closed Highway 61 in both directions from County Road 47, Vermilion Road to 15th Street. However, they have reopened that stretch. Uh, the creamery, you might remember, was in the news not too long ago. They closed in August after the state found thousands of gallons of milk in the sewer system. Um, the, um, That's uh, odd timing. <clears throat> they didn't close willingly. No. It was the uh, count. Oh, what's the? Why is it slipping my mind? Dakota County. No, the people are responsible for light rail. The Metropolitan Council yeah, that's right. shut them down. Um, and so, do you guys are you thinking what I'm thinking with this fire? I mean, it's hard not to think it. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. Uh, I've driven through Hastings a thousand times, and I cannot picture that creamery. It's right by it's the river, a, isn't it? It's just a little building. Uh, it's past the river. It's pretty much oh. right in the middle of that main street when you drive through on sixty-one. Huh. But it's not a huge building, really. It's just a little. But she's gone there. now. Torching yeah. something in these circumstances is so obvious mm-hmm. that it seems like. Why would anybody do that? That's what leads me to believe that it's probably an organic fire, right? Well, they'll have an investigation, Kenny. We've got fire marshals. May, may I ask a dumb question? You may. What the hell jurisdiction does the Met Council have over oh, the creamery? Boy, you don't set me off again. This probably made me so system. so angry. Yeah, you're right. A couple of weeks ago when this happened, uh, that they just waltzed in and shut them down. Yeah. Because of this spill, they're unelected, right? Met Council, yes, they are. <laughs> yes, Chris, they are. and they can do this. And I don't know if Jordan is included, but they have this jurisdiction over businesses all across the metro. Wow, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Kellis McDaniel will be retiring January 31st, about a year and a half after he took on the role. McDaniel became chief in June 2022 when he replaced former police chief Tim Gannon, who had resigned just two days after Dante Wright was killed by former officer Kim Potter. McDaniel said he took the job during a pivotal time because he wanted to be part of helping the community heal. He said, quote, I'm kind of a healer, listening to people and seeing what they need and what they want. I think that has helped in the healing process. McDaniel said his decision to hang up the badge sparked only last month when he took a trip to Montana. 
He said he thought to himself, in February, I'll be 57 years old. I got close to 25 years of experience. I've got beautiful kids and grandkids. Maybe it's just time to retire, he said. Family means a lot to me, so I just want that opportunity to be able to grow up with some of my, you know, young grandkids and my son. He denies any rumors that politics at the city level had anything to do with his departure. The chief says his proudest accomplishment is in the recruitment sector, swearing in over a dozen officers within the last year. Currently, the department has 39 sworn staff of the authorized 48. In a news release, city officials say McDaniel was integral in rebuilding the police department's patrol division, as well as maintaining the support staff necessary to carry out the city's mission. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I got a lot of grandchildren. <clears throat> I ain't retired. Um, speaking of that. Can I pause the news for a second, John? Would that be okay? Sure. You know how management, the people that we have to deal with on a daily basis. They I don't have to deal with them on they, a daily basis. Well, I find them always accommodating. Yeah, well, this might change. Um, <laughs> they're always requesting content. They want more content. They'd like more shows under the GL umbrella. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of a new program and it's kind of based on the same concept as the Honeymooners, only this show, it might be just 30 minutes a day, maybe a couple of times a week. The show is called The Honeymoon is Over. And it's simply <laughs> Joe Suchere and his wife debating the topics of the day. Dear oh, boy, God, I like be that. Phenomenal. Wouldn't that be awesome? Chris, read the text. Joe, uh, earlier today, Kenny and what? I... Kenny and I had the pleasure of getting a text from the CP. 11, 11 a.m. You were in the other room screaming at your computer. <laughs> Tell that dumbass we have Prime and he can watch the Vikings game tonight. One, two, wait, 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 wait. One, two, three, four exclamation points to conclude. It's on channel nine. And I said, I figured you did. Uh, do I say it into the microphone, question mark, question mark, smiley face? And she says, of course, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday when Joe said, or two days ago maybe, how, how are you going to watch a game? It's on Prime. Well, and he's told us a million times all the boxes they get in the mail. So right. obviously he has Prime. He can watch the game yeah. any, no matter if it's on Channel 9 or not. So yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Right. And you would, keep, thing, you. you would guys would keep score. <laughs> And at the end of the year, we would tally it up to see who the big winner was. Who's in but first place? Joe would only get one point, apparently. And I know we've got a lot of younger listeners, so they might not understand the Honeymooners concept. But every Honeymooners, it was Jackie Gleason getting really, really mad at Three Audrey days, Meadows. Alice. Uh, to the moon. But at, at the end of every episode, Jackie realized the error. Yeah. It's kind of like the Flintstones. He realized the errors of his ways, and he apologized, and he said, I'm sorry, honey, I love you. You know what? The Honeymooners was basically the game of flaws in the 1950s. Yes. Yep. yes. Yep. Exactly. That's why. And when you two are on vacation, we have Roycey and the, the DA come in and fill in for you. <laughs> Let's give an update. <laughs> no, I believe tell Kenny. That, she really said, tell that dumbass <laughs> we have Prime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I look today in the paper, if you want to watch that game, it's on Channel 9. Usually in, in a circumstance like this, it's always carried on yeah, one of the local I, channels. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch it on you 9. Do How it. do you like that? But I'll bet you he also has, he can also watch YouTube on his TV, uh -huh. right? Yep. No so idea. 
for the last year, ever since Roadworthy Rescues came out with Derek Beery, I discovered his YouTube channel, which is um, uh, Vice Grip Garage. I and watched it's on Derek U- when I was eating lunch today. And it's on uh, YouTube. And Joe says, I can't, let's uh, see, YouTube, I can't, uh, no, that. I ain't no. watching anything on a computer screen. You, the thing oh, is, oh, you could sit in your easy chair and watch it on your TV. Last, last evening, I two hours in a rabbit hole on music, watching YouTube on my television, Joe. Joe, tonight TV. when you get home, hmm. grab the remote and just say into the remote, Vice Grip Garage, and see what happens. All right. What time do you uh, have back, lunch? Back to the, yeah. Ate early today. Yeah, see, potato see chips, a sandwich. No, uh, some grapes. Right. I definitely I had, had grapes. grapes. I had grapes. Yep. Chris, uh, what was his disagreement with the computer? Was it just general disagreement, or That's, was there a specific? We had some speed issues. <laughs> some speed issues. <laughs> I know you had a printer issue a little while back, too. I knew you after know? we joined in. Yeah. Speaking of content, this could be another show. Technology <laughs> corner. <laughs> one camera, one microphone, Joe and a computer. Oh, Royce, he's worse than I am. That is true. He is. I mean, I'm a savant compared to him. <laughs> Call the computer department. Call the department. Although I do miss the days when Kenny and Royce used to share a workspace. That was always fun. I don't miss that at all. I John, do tell- are you done? I'm not done, no, but I, I, I Let's go here. I do tell my wife one of the worst insults Joe ever does to me, and and Joe, you know, he'll he'll pick on me about music and news, and you know, maybe my views on some things. But he'll say to me, "John, you're worse than me with technology." That is, <laughs> that is the meanest the, thing. That is pretty mean. It really is. <laughs> in other news, in national and international news, uh, federal prosecutors now this morning have indicted Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, on those gun charges. Biden indicted in Delaware federal court on three counts tied to the possession of a gun while using narcotics. Two counts are tied to Biden allegedly filing a form claiming he was not using illegal drugs at the time he purchased a Colt Cobra revolver in October 2018. The third count alleges he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. The indictment against the son of a sitting president comes after a plea deal that might have ended a years-long probe into Hunter Biden fell apart. And just as House Republicans have launched an impeachment inquiry in an effort to seek bank records and other documents from the president and his son. The judge overseeing the Georgia election interference case has severed the case, ordering that 17 defendants, including former President Trump, will not be tried alongside speedy trial defendants Kenneth Chesborough and Sidney Powell on October 23rd. Judge Scott McAfee said severing the remaining 17 defendants was, in his words, a procedural and logistical inevitability. He did not rule out the possibility additional divisions may be required later. The judge, however, said any defendant who does not waive their right to speedy trial before October 23rd will immediately join the trial. The former president has already waived his speedy trial rights. Republican Senator Mitt Romney making news in a, in a number of ways. First, Mitt says he's retiring. He announced that yesterday, uh, yesterday, said he will not seek re-election. He is leading in polls, but the 76-year-old says it's time for a new generation to step up. At the same time, he added he wished both Joe Biden and Donald Trump would step back from their presidential campaigns and let younger candidates run. Remember, he was the 2012 Republican Party nominee for the presidency. Uh, He was defeated in that election. He also went after the path his party is taking, saying, quote, it's pretty clear the party is inclined to a populist demagogue message. And if you're not too sure about what he's trying to say, there's a quote from a new book that was released yesterday that quotes Romney as saying, quote, 
a very large portion of my party doesn't really believe in the Constitution. Um, it says he kept a tally of the dozen plus times Republican senators privately expressed solidarity with his criticism of Donald Trump. He said Mitch McConnell told him, you're lucky you can say the things that we all think. Did he, did he, did he go Mitch on him? Uh, he said Mitch uh, just told him that. And I mean, he didn't freeze up? He didn't freeze up. No. no, nothing. No freezes were involved as far as I know. Number of Americans living in poverty has gone up for the first time in years, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. I New thought Lake we had the best economy ever. Well, that's not what the governor tweeted this morning, John. New release data shows in 2022, 12.4% of Americans lived in poverty. That's up from 7.8% in 2021, representing millions more living without the minimum level of resources to meet their basic needs. The increase in 2022 was likely connected to the end of pandemic era benefits, according to Dave Waddington. He's the chief for the Census Bureau's Social, Economic and Housing Statistics Bureau. Uh, making that announcement yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, Saudi Arabia cuts and petroleum imports have contributed to a rise in gas prices here, causing problems for folks' budgets. The U.S. Energy Department has talked to oil producers and refiners to make sure stable fuel supplies at the time of rising gas prices. Rising prices were largely behind the biggest increase in U.S. consumer prices in 14 months in August. Both Saudi Arabia and Russia extended Voluntary oil output cuts to the end of the year, according to a U.S. refining source involved in talks. They told that to po po Poverty in this country is disheartening, but it's not the poverty of, say, Nicaragua. No, oh, gosh, no. Well, that's, but that's or your... Libya. But that's your... Uh, no, that's, but Joe, we can afford to pay $4.50 or $5 a gallon. We don't like it, but we can afford it. The majority of people out there cannot. We're just lucky enough that we can, right. you know, put gas in the gas guzzler and drive home to Jordan. We're but just a lot lucky of that we uh, a lot of people can't, Joe. We, we're lucky that we haven't reached our number yet. But a lot of people have, have reached their number. Yeah. Seven forty-five this morning. Governor Tim Walz said, "Isn't he in Japan?" The child tax credit I signed into law will cut child poverty in Minnesota by up to one third. Uh, we don't mm. know that. Folks across the country should take this away from what we're what we're doing in Minnesota. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you start giving a damn about real people in real life. Especially lives. when you steal from real people $18 billion right. to expand the government. He has no idea what reality is. He has no idea what it's like to be a single mom working two jobs, taking the bus between them, being gone from home 18 hours a day and then having to pay somebody to watch the kid. Yep. He just very, very few people on the third rail have that reality. I'd say very few people in general yeah. know that reality yeah. if they're not involved in it. Yep. So, uh, safe sex is imperative. We I think that, so. Right? Yeah, because 24% uh, increase in STI diagnosis in Great Britain, according to the UK government. So uh, because of this, condom brand Durex found that 62% of sexually active UK adults do not or rarely use condoms. So they want to turn those stats around. From now until September 21st, that condom brand is recruiting 50 testers to try out its new Durex nude condom. Uh, John, it's like uh, wearing a raincoat in a shower. It just doesn't work. You would think the bad teeth <laughs> alone would keep that number down. You know. yeah. <laughs> 
cruel, but if they all got the bad choppers, yeah. isn't it? You know, you take a look at some of those teeth and you think, well. Oh, my God, I'm dizzy. Oh, jeez. Durex claims the Durex Nude is its thinnest and most innovative condom to date. They're huh. offering the tester 100 pounds. I'm not sure what that equals in the U.S. That's some dollars, reviews. John. That's a As big the condom. As the company, the, con the company is confident the nude condom won't reduce sexual pleasure. If you'd like to enter, of course, we don't live in Great Britain. So no, we're, we're not going to enter. We're probably not going to enter. Uh, 50 winners will be selected at random from Durex's Instagram account. They'll get the Durex nude condoms, Durex lube, and a measurement guide. Get the lube with it, huh? And a measurement guide, too. See, so, you know, when, when Such was young, being safe meant uh, jumping out of the window before uh, the gal's <laughs> boyfriend. Uh, well, that's about enough news, John. <laughs> Not knowing where in the hell I was. <laughs> Didn't know I could drive a bus. Didn't know where I was. I just... <laughs> Uh, thanks, John. Hey, yeah, my pleasure, Joe. Hey, anytime. Are, uh, Kenny, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Kenny. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. God, Sorry. I love that song, but I completely forgot about I don't even know why I found it the other day. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Kenny. Okay. It's just the <laughs> ultimate dismissal. It really God. is. It really is. It's too bad we don't have one for each of us. I wonder, do you remember what caused Roycey to say that to you? Like oh, I was just, it, he just, was dismissing him. Yeah, I was just saying some BS like I just did. Make quips. <laughs> Make quips. Was that was his? Somewhere near, it had to be somewhere near. We're on the council still, bro. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolves have ended their partnership with WCCO. Huh? No. Yeah. What are they going with? Uh, they're going to a non-traditional broadcast. Let's see what that means. I don't know what that means. The internet. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, I bet I'm they're going to stream them. Yep, you're right. <clears throat> Which means they're going to own all of the, or they'll keep everything in-house, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Which actually is not that bad of an idea, to be honest with you. Um, well, it doesn't say anything what they're going to do on radio in the story. That's weird. I hope they keep Horton, though. He's good. I like him. He w was fun to work with. WCCO radio program director Brad Lane confirmed the Wolves won't be on the station this season, but said he didn't know what the team's plans are for audio. Hmm. But they have uh, the Wild, do they not? No, the Wild are on the fan. No, they got the Wild. All they have is the fans. Twins. Yep. Okay. All they got. All they got. Uh... Oh, oh, I see. They're going to announce in the next few weeks, they say. Hmm. Team spokesperson Sarah Perez says we're looking forward to announcing a new radio broadcast partnership in the weeks to come. Go 96.3. <laughs> Senior Vice President Jeff Gonsales wrote that the station worked hard to keep the NBA team and offered more than what we delivered from our previous contract. Nice job, Jeff. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Joe, yes, we are done. Well, this is the last segment. Is this going to do it? Yeah. This is the end. What are we writing about today, Joe? I think I might go with your school resource officers. All right. SRO. You're not going to go after the tree hugging pot smokers again? I did that last week. That's right. 
was well received. I didn't read the comments. I think the paper has ceased comments. Yeah, I couldn't find comments. They're not there anymore. Really? Is that a good thing? Well, it's a good thing if you're if you're writing. It's it's I suppose it's a bad thing for the bottom line. They contributed to clicks. I was going to say, wouldn't that wouldn't that help your web traffic? You would think so. I don't know what they're. I haven't pursued. uh, Was it a cost cutting maneuver? I have no idea. Hmm. So. When I log into your website, and uh, let's see, I'll do it right now if I can find it. I'm not even going to rip your website today. I'm going to leave it alone. I am. I'm I'm ripping it. (laughs) As soon as I start reading a story, something for the Minnesota Wild comes up. Big, big banner ad that blocks the whole page. I click it off. Ten seconds later, it comes back. I click it off. Ten seconds later, it comes back. I don't know and this goes that. on and on and on. If I click off oh, the wild banner no. ad once, that means I never want to see it again. But your I, paper I doesn't. You. Your paper doesn't see Explain it. Explain the algorithms I, uh, to that, Joe. I don't. I don't have that problem. I just type right in just now, and no problem at all. Today, it's now hiring engineer two, South St. Paul. Huh? Let's so, go here. All right. <laughs> You're ready. I yeah. Assume. Okay. Joe? Yes. Roland. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, the mayor of uh, Minneapolis and the mayor of St. Paul have not done this yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. You have a mayor in Burbank, California, oh. named Constantine Anthony. And he went to a uh, Democratic fundraiser over the weekend, and he uh, bent over the table and got spanked by a drag queen. Made all the news. And uh, the fundraiser was billed as being for ages 15 and up, but it was not suitable for children, according to the local press. Anthony was spanked by the drag queen in front of children, but the Burbank mayor says there were no children present at the event. No children were in attendance, Anthony told Fox News Digital. All attendees were over 21 years of age. But this guy must have political aspirations uh, to get himself spanked like that. It was probably a big deal for him. Well, I bet there's uh, mayors of Democratic cities all over the country that wish they could get bent over the table by a drag queen. Yeah. Yeah. Republicans save that for the hotel rooms, thanks. Yeah, well, the privacy of our own room, of course. Come but on, Democrats, man. John, will do it right out there and open it, a fundraiser. Right, out in the right down in the hotel lobby there. Right at, during Anoka days, wherever you live. <laughs> yeah, Anoka I don't live in Anoka. Champlin, Walk around with Champlin your booze. I don't live in Chaplin either. They have a downtown? Yeah, I remember I live in Andover. You don't know if they have a downtown. Isn't it a concept? <laughs> Just a concept. You would it's be a, a really concept. bad spokesperson for, you know, visit whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know, explore Minnesota. Here's Joe Suchere. Fellas, uh, it just occurred to me that we're, the three of us, are working with a mayor of a small community. That's, right. That's true. Huh. Yeah. We hmm. should get a table. And no, I'm not, uh, get I'm not getting spanked by a paddle. Thing. Huh? Not unless I get to punch him in the mouth. Oh, come on oh, now. Wow. <laughs> Violence. Okay, tough guy. Oh, only yeah. because they're coming to us all the way from Eden Prairie where the Lymans are holed up. 
We don't know about their future travel plans. I trust it will be informed. On this day. Joe, today is September 14th. 1871. Hmm. Newspaper editor Horace Greeley gave the principal address at a Hennepin County Agricultural Fair held in Minneapolis. In his speech, he advocated federal and state regulations for the protections of farmers. Wow. All right. I bet he wished he would have copyrighted that phrase, huh, John? Probably, huh? And on this day... On 914? In 1996, the first North Shore Inline Marathon was held in Duluth. Inline skates or rollerblades are a Minnesota creation. Scott and Brennan Olson designed them so hockey players could practice when there was no really? ice. What year was that, Joe? 96. 1996. 96. Somewhere in a box, I still have a pair of original rollerblades. I've never owned a pair of rollerblades. They're actually, they were fun, actually. Yeah. I have a pair sitting on the garage shelf. I bust them all once a I year. I still have my skates. Can you skate backwards faster than Kenny? Yes. Well, I can't get my fat feet in skates. Are you kidding me? I think if I put my skates on now and went to the local rink, I would look like somebody who was just dropped off from maybe some sort of facility. <laughs> hey, look at the windshield liquor. Yeah. I'd be clinging to the boards. You know, you sidestep along the boards. I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to tie them without passing out. My knees, I think, would, would fail me. They'd crumble. I think they would, yeah. uh, which saddens me. Would you need one of those, uh, you know, the, they give the three-year-olds to hold the them walker? up? Yeah, would you need one of those I deals? I could push an aluminum walker around the rink, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But there are days in the winter when I go by the rink and I'm I'm tempted to see if I can still do it. You know what gets me? It's the sound of the puck hitting the board. Oh, I love yeah. that sound. That, that's that's the sound. There's no greater sound when you're out for a walk at night. Yep. And you're walking through a neighborhood and some dad has made a rink in the backyard. Yep. And you can see the one spotlight attached to the tree and you can hear the puck. I've snuck back there to watch. That's creepy. And then they had to call 911. <laughs> so I had to be hauled away. Now it's gunshots and sirens. We get those. Yeah, you get those. Yeah. We get those. Why would I have to say something? GLers, thank you very much for your attendance at today's University of Garage Logic class. And don't forget, if you missed your opportunity out at the Minnesota State Fair and didn't find what you're looking for, well, guess what? It's not a problem right now. Just go to garagelogic.com to see all of this year's merchandise in a variety of colors and sizes, including the brand new 30 Years of Common Sense t-shirt, long sleeve, and hoodie. Items also include favorites such as the University of Garage Logic, the NAC Hardware and Lounge, and even a Monday Night Sports Talk Classic. See all the merch at garagelogic.com. Just click on 30th Anniversary Garage Sale or search the keyword shop. And also, subscribe to the GL YouTube channel. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels, which include Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Insta. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, we never got to the 1040 plan. And I think I know why we I think I know why we haven't. We don't want to. It's just another chapter in the mystery, is all it is. It's just the belief that people should not it's an equity thing.
people should not have a house. They should be stacked on top of one another and rely on public transportation. I have, let's see. I'm going to save it, though. I have two pieces plus an Internet. I Look at even, I use different color highlighters. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> so fascinated. Oh, um, but none of the plus. stories I have are more interesting though, than the uh, one that involves the environmental impact study. That one is just so delicious. All right, Chris, I'm ready. I am too, Joe. Uh, Chicago mayor believes the city should run a grocery store. <clears throat> the Muni. Hey, Joe, run down to the Muni, get me some chips, will you? That should run grocery stores or just a grocery store? Just make it a store. Okay, should run a store. Okay. 911 call from family deprived of an EV charger. Okay. A great tale of a faithful SRO officer. Johnny Height. Uh, Johnny Height. John, don't forget to send me news stories. I, I just did. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Doctor. What? Uh, John, there is a, <clears throat> a great kicker story today on the uh, propaganda page at the bottom of uh, 2A Star Tribune. Tipster returns stolen Van Gogh painting. I saw in, that, actually, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's a real fun story, mystery. <clears throat> I seen it, Kenny. I seen it. Okay. Man, you guys have Gmail, right? Yeah. yeah. Are you guys noticing an absolutely massive increase in spam? I don't use mine much, to be truthful. Uh, it all mysteriously goes right into my oh. <clears throat> deleted. See, mine doesn't. Mine comes right to my inbox. It's really annoying. Just in the time we've done the show, 245. Years. Wow. Just in the most of it's spam. That's what I'm saying. I've just, it's, it's insane. Goodbye, boys. Are you out of here, Joe? I gotta write. I'll, I'll let you know what Mr. Deedle says. Yeah, I'm dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Hey, text us all. I will. I, I will. He's gonna love that. He's such a good dude. He's the retired basketball coach. You know, one of these guys. Hey, kid. I got three emails on Gmail today, <laughs> but I never look at it, so I you're never also, use it. Maybe you're so. not as popular as me. I just don't use it. My other one gets tons from the magazine and stuff. It drives your, me nuts. Your MSN one? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I get... Uh, Does M Are you the one last MSN email subscriber? Am I? I don't know. My wife oh. uses it. I don't know if anybody oh. else does. 
I don't know. I think it's MSN is my homepage on uh, this computer I use for the camera. Yeah. And I've discovered that their <clears throat> search engine is way better than Google. Really? Google, Google shows you what uh, they want you to see. MSN shows you everything. Interesting. Ouch. Well, everything with me is a conspiracy, Chris. So I know. <clears throat> I'm right with you. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm that way. I'm not that way to make you mad. It's just how I am, John. Yeah, it's yeah. just how I am. It's how we're yeah. wired. That's hey, I'm, I'm not any way to make anybody mad. It's just the way I am. Come on. Yep. That's all it is. Uh, you wouldn't believe the stuff that I've refrained from bringing up with you, John, because I know your low tolerance. But I have information that will shock you. Would blow, shock you. Blow the lid off stuff? Completely. Kind of It'll change everything. It'll change the way you've been thinking for years. Years. <clears throat> and I... Well, held it back from you because I know it'll upset you and you'll just get mad at me. So when they come knocking at your front door, how are you going to come? With your song? hands yeah. on your head or on the trigger of a gun? Wow. Huh. Guns of Brixton by The Clash. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, great bass line. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, what should I do now? Oh, uh, since Joe's not here, Chris, let's talk to Bernie. Uh, Bernie, get a hold of either Chris or I, and we will provide you with uh, Mrs. Souchere's cell phone. Oh, and God. You can put together that brand new uh, The Honeymoon is Over show starring <laughs> Joe and his wife. He's going to kill us. You know that, right? Imagine the sponsors they oh, would get. Oh, dear God. It would the be money all... they would make for us. Huge. Yep. And I just, I think it's a topic a day. Well, just one topic every day. And you know what it could be? Joe would just become sidekick in a can. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think every other day they would introduce the topic. So, you know, Monday would be her, Tuesday, you know, you know that's how it would But if work. she did, like, if she'd just say, I don't want to talk about that. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> and then I think they're going to have to have a panel of judges, somebody... Oh, like it's the, uh, the Simon yeah. Cowell setup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I have been sleeping like garbage lately, gentlemen. Garbage. Windows open in Everton. Yeah, it's been nice with the vendors. My latest craze this week has been going to bed before 7 and waking up at around 1, 2 in the morning. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Oh, you just get sleep when it comes. Instead of sitting there and fighting to sleep at I, 6 p.m., I, I just just acquiesce. Just give in. Yeah, and I actually get to sleep right away and sleep pretty good for six hours. 
my wife tells me to do that, but I never do because I'll go at eight thirty or something. I go, geez, I'm tired. I could sleep. Well, why don't you go to bed? Um, no, I yeah. be up at three in the morning. Then. Well, if, if I fight that urge at six, seven o'clock, then I, you know, by eight o'clock, second wind has kicked in. Exactly. And, no. and then it's, I can't get to sleep. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting there, it's midnight and yeah. Yeah. You have to, what time do you have to get up? If you like four 30, four 30, yeah. Four 30. Yeah. And today, um, it was three, but that, that's fine. I got a, I got a good night of sleep. Yep. Yep. All right. That's enough. Bye, Ken. Yeah, I'm going to go too then, Chris. All right. uh, I'll uh, flip Wilson. See you Tuesday. No, oh, that'd be right. Monday. I yeah. can Monday. Damn, I skipped Monday. No worries. Thought I had the perfect chance to use that line, <laughs> and I didn't. All right. Have a good weekend. Yep. You too, Johnny. Talk to you.